Hey, what's going on? This is Sharita C. Williams. Some people know me as Verb. And I am Jose De La Cruz Sr., a.k.a. the House Party King, yeah. veteran DJ Sugar Shack. And, and this, this is, is the, the Shack and Verb Show, powered by Esoterica Entertainment, Shack House Productions, Shack House Media, and My House Entertainment. What up, what up, what up, what up? What's up, baby? I'm chilling, man. Me too. Lazy dog days of summer. Right, right. Man, I'm <laughs> it's I'm so happy to be back with you here. Yo, I am too, man. Uh, I I mean I can't front. It's been a while and man, uh, I, I'm just real happy to be here. I'm happy to see another day, you know. Talk about that. It's Ah, man, Uh, we are in the second summer of the pandemic corona, excuse me, the novel coronavirus. Novel. Uh, Yeah. And um, I really am proud of everybody for being as safe as as we've been. Um, Honestly... This has been a trying time for everyone, financially, emotionally, morally, and we handle it like champs. I think a lot of people have found themselves in a place of thought and uh, renewal in this process. Um, Some people have said, um, I have found value in my life and I want to make sure that I'm taking advantage of all the opportunities that I can to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can for me. Self-care is a thing, not necessarily a fad, but a real thing with people at this point. Um, Self-care ranging all the way from how people are doing their days to how they're working their jobs. Me for one, not to beat a dead horse, but I quit my job during the pandemic and found another great position. doing something that's very challenging and interesting at the same time um you changed jobs too during the pandemic right yeah actually i was managing a booth store and managing a big and tall clothing store at that time which i was very blessed for i wasn't really happy about working with people it, it, it wasn't even the thing about working with people. I think that, you know, that guy kind of, you know, I was just underpaid pretty much. And I had to be looking around for another job. And then, you know, thank God I got the blessing with Allied. Shout out to Allied Universal Security Company. Um, You know, they put me on and um, I wound up quitting the other two jobs. They were paying a little more. And, you know, I just... Made it happen. I hear that, baby. And you're much happier. You're way much happier. Um, shouts out all. Excuse me. Shouts out to all the people that just do what they can these days to find some happiness and peace in their lives. Uh, before the pandemic, I think people got lost in the sauce and thinking about whether I'm gonna literally live or die every day because we were dealing with, uh, still dealing with. Um, being safe amongst people that's that's a lot that's a whole lot um talking about self-care there um are a couple people in the in the news that have uh, been ostracized and um glorified for 
their stances in their respective uh, industries in regard to self-care. Um, notably, Simone Biles, the Olympian. Yeah. Um, of course, Naomi Osaka uh, forego doing a tournament because she was a little bit exhausted and she took a stand and said, hey, I'm tired. I'm going to set this one out. But then, of course, Simone Biles came along and said, hey, even during this event that happens every four years, that's not going to make me push myself any further than I can go at this moment. And shouts out to her for taking her stance, putting her foot down and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do for me. And this is what I'm going to do for me. And then later came back and still competed, a, what, a few days later in another event and got a bronze medal in that. So... Just, to, just goes to show you, you know when to say when, when it comes to yourself and your mental health, your physical health, right there. Absolutely, and if you don't, your body's gonna tell you. Mm -hmm. So, that's what it is. Absolutely. Period. Man, real quick, I wanna I want shout out uh, DJ Sugar Shack. Um, Y'all might not know the backstory, but um, he comes from the uh, borough of the Bronx, New York, in New York City. He moved to the South about 21 years ago. And um, in his old neighborhood, he uh, learned how to DJ at a very young age. And he was able to go back to that same neighborhood and rock out with some of the people that he grew up with in honor of a man that they all loved and respected. Tell us about that a little bit. <laughs> oh man, it was just, it was beautiful, man. Um, uh, Grandmaster Cass made his way there. Um, one of the brothers from Double Trouble. If you guys know anything about the Wild Style movie, um, these guys, a couple of these guys were there. Um, shout out to um, DJ Phase, DJ Half Pint, you know what I'm saying? Um, Lightning Lance, um, uh, some of the rappers made it through, Busy B. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was just, it was epic, it was epic. I got a chance to spin maybe about four times you know what I'm saying? Um, what was the name of the uh, event and who it was in honor of? Well, it was a dedication to the person that didn't get any recognition for being a founding forefather of hip-hop. And his name is Disco King Mario. A lot of people don't know the backstory because, you know, it's not talked about pretty much, but... He was the one that actually, you know, put hip hop in place for everyone to pretty much understand the culture, I would say. Um, and uh, he did a lot of, he rocked out a lot of like uh, outside park parties, uh, block parties, um, special events and things like that. Um, from the Skating Palace to uh, Rosedale Park, Soundview Projects, uh, their park, um, Echo Park. I mean, most of these places in between in the Bronx where hip hop had actually first started at, which is the root, 
You know, um, he was the one that, you know, founded one of the founders of um, hip hop. I find it so exciting that you were knee deep, face first in the birth of hip hop, like watching it unfold. Like It was about 1973 when I saw my first jam and it was with Disco King Mario and the Big Mac crew. And at that time I was three years old. And you remember that? Yeah. Oh man. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> Mario was the reason a lot of us used to be able to stay out late and play and stuff like that, you know. So he was respected by parents. Like, they was like, oh, you're going to a, a, a Disco King Mario and a Big Mac Crew jam. You can you can stay outside. Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah, well, for the <laughs> most weight. part, for the, for, the, for the most part, there was a lot of strict parents. And, you know, Mario would usually knock on the door and be like, listen, we're going to keep these kids right here. They're gonna be all right. You guys don't have to worry about it. You know, they're gonna eat. Everything's gonna be fine. You know, just let them come out and play for a little while. I'm gonna play some music and we're gonna invite some people over to rap and have a show outside, you know? And the parents wound up making it outside. Some of them broke out grills. So not only was he a musician and a DJ, he was an activist for community service. Well, pretty much, I mean, we did, there, there was an organization back then, people would call them a gang, but there was an organization back then called the Black Spades, and um, he was pretty much in charge of that, and the Black Spades protected our neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know. Um, of course, there was probably some violence and a lot of different things out there, but you know, you would never, ever be able to sell a drug or um try to try to try to try to beat on one of ours or uh try to come inside of the neighborhood talking junk because the black space are gonna run you up out of there you know and that's just how it was you know they protected the neighborhood mario protected the neighborhood and we rocked out with some good music you know andre harrell came up out of there from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm. Um, Shouts out to Uptown. Rest in peace to Andre Harrell as yes. well. Um, you know, they had a hit called AMPM from one of their albums. And um, another hit was Fast Life. Um, and uh, a lot of that stuff formulated right inside of my building. Mm. You know, Andre Harrell used to live on the sixth floor. What building is that? 1055 Rosedale. Building one. (laughs) Building one, man. You know, you know, I mean, it it, it was just a beautiful thing being surrounded by all of that music, you know. Shout out to Mark from the fifth floor and um, the whole Ankrum family, DJ Rhythm. You know, I had already mentioned Half Pint. You know, um, these are the people that I, that, that, that as I grew, I learned from. We built crews, did shows, and pretty much learned the business from um, different people, Mm. you know? And it's crazy how a lot of us are business savvy, but we may not have a a degree or necessarily went to school for that, but it was great just learning. Like, I come from the time where it takes a village to raise a child, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's just a great thing, man. Shout out to hip hop. Shout out to the birthplace of hip hop and the birthplace of my sweetheart. That didn't mean to rhyme or nothing, but 
I feel like I got my very own piece of hip hop right beside me. As much as I love music, eh, all genres, had to listen to the soul, the gospel, the R&B, the country, the pop, all of that before urban radio came to the South on a strong point. Um, hip hop really overcame me and made me feel like I was an individual, you know, cause there were so many MCs but doing different things. Like if you think about Big Daddy Kane, you think about <sighs> Pasta Noose, you think about Queen Latifah, you think about uh, Big L. All those lyricists in their own lane. And that is what hip hop showed me. You know, I had a lane. And <sighs> that was just exciting for me. And like you said, shout out to hip hop. Um, real quick, y'all, segue to this point here. Uh, the beautiful Aaliyah Houghton, um, famously known as Aaliyah, she's been gone from us physically for 20 years now. But um, there's still some back and forth going on about her estate. And the... Uh, guy who was her manager Barry Hankerson you know say that again his name was Barry Hankerson Barry Hankerson yeah oh so um, this week his label Blackground announced a distribution deal with Empire a company with a release schedule that includes four releases her previous release double platinum album one in a million which never been legally available on streaming services <laughs> you can you believe that one in a million has never been available on a streaming service, guys. That's something we might not have even thought about. We might have played those singles or the album in full on YouTube, but it's never been available on a streaming service, along with a greatest hits compilation and one called I Care For You that might be a posthumous collection executive produced by Drake and featuring cameos from him, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, and others. Executively produced by Drake? Yeah. That's because No, it's a it's a great hits, greatest hits compilation that they've created. So, posthumously, you know, since she's gone, since she's passed away, they're doing some things with her material oh, and her okay, okay, manager, okay, okay, okay. her former manager is uh, spearheading this effort. But hey, you know, you gotta get permission to do stuff like this so good luck with them with this as far as her estate is concerned and trying to make sure that they're doing the right things with Aaliyah's legacy um that's one thing as a poet you know I, I have yet to decide who would get my publishing who would get my poetry who would get my beats as a beat maker but these are things that we had to think about guys those of us in the music realm um yes. who's gonna get the stuff <laughs> it's not something that we want to think about but you're gonna have to think about it one time or another especially if you value your artistry and your craft the way that i value mine that's right. why that article was so um compelling to me 
It's just like that song. Who gives the family Bible? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, it's not a country song? Do you know yes. it's a heart? Sing a couple. No, I don't. Sing a couple I, don't. I, I, I thought he knew the song. I was like, baby, sing that Who song. Who gives the family Bible? Bible? Yo, but, yo, but that's serious. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. I, I wasn't trying to really segue into anything funny, but every time she started saying it, it kept playing in my head. But um, you know, I mean, it's serious to, especially if you got kids. Uh, you got kids. You got, you know, that favorite auntie or whatever, whoever loved your music or stuff like that. You know, you might want to leave somebody something. You know, and I know some people are thinking to themselves like, well, I don't want to, you know, get life insurance just in case. You know, I, you know, I get buried or, you know, something like that. Uh, I'm too young to think about that, or, you know, I, I, I just don't have the means to do it. It don't. I mean, there's a lot of insurance that's very inexpensive, and when you make your wills and all that other stuff, you gotta leave things to those who would cherish it or those who would make good use of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's all it is, man. You know? Yeah. Who gives the family Bible? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say something real quick. I'm so glad that you got back to the Carolinas as fast as you did. Man. Because um, from what I understand, New York said, New York City states, New York City states, that you can't um, go inside a public restaurant or bar or establishment, I think, without your COVID card, stating that you have the shot. Yo. Tell, tell, the, tell the people about your experience when you... Yo, look. I, uh. <laughs> this is days before this announcement was made. He just got back because the uh, the joint, the jam that he did was last weekend in the Bronx, right? Yeah, it was last Saturday, actually. But look, right? All right, look. All right, so I go by bus. You know, everything was good. Everything was cool. You know, the bus was nice and clean. And, you know, it was surprising for Wanda Coach. Like, it. it they really shout they, out to Wanna Coach yeah, the Chinese bus. Yeah, you know, they was it was really immaculate. Um on the way there, first off I had to like transfer like three or four different trains to do just to go one route. But that was neither here nor there. What really killed me was when I take the A train, I get off at Utica. And I'm pretty much struggling up the steps with my luggage or whatever. And, and by the time I got to the top step, um, I see this blue tent. <laughs> we're like, we're like about, we're like about eight people. We're like about eight people under this little ass yeah, he tent. Told me this story it's hot as hell outside too, yo. It was, <laughs> yo, it was hot. It, it, it was, it was hot on that day. Mm-hmm. We was at least pushing in the close in the nineties in in Brooklyn, <laughs> and um, shoot, um, I say, what the heck is going on? They got like about five or six Peace Corps people, like on on. They had these t-shirts. They, were, they said Peace Corps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. So how you know those Peace Corps? Right. Nah, nah. That's how I knew it. Said Peace Corps something this and that and the third. Right. And. I see a little line forming or whatever, and 
come to find out, yo, they giving a COVID shot right there on the corner in Brooklyn on Malcolm X. Like, but not by the um, not by the place where we get the ice from. Where we get the ice from? The ice, you know, the the store, the store right there. It said Harriet Tubman. Right uh, there, uh, uh, right by, there? by all of that, Not it's it's where the triangle is. Okay, when okay, you, okay. When you when you where the bus stop and all that stuff is, right there where that triangle is. But they're on the street side of the train station. Like, okay, okay. As soon as you walk out, you see them, and I'm like, yo, are they seriously like giving a shot? Like right here, got people. Yeah, that's like their little plaza right there. Yeah, lining up to get the shot. I was shout out Bedford Stuyvesant. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? But like, I. I I actually had to contemplate, like, damn, y'all got me even scared to walk out here. Like, I'm, what, I got to get this shot before I walk down the block? Like, y'all are bugging right now. I should, you know, have an option. And speaking of that, that's a whole nother thing. The option. Uh, Some people say that, um, you know, you better, you know, you better get it. And some people say, I ain't getting it. Um, whatever your stance is, just make an informed decision about this vaccination. Um, I will say that this ain't no PA. Don't don't mark the Shaq and Verb show right. as no um, uh, favoring point because we are a non-biased sector of, right. of news. Right. We might give opinions and commentary, but at the same time, it's opinion and commentary. Everybody so. got some. But um, just make sure that y'all make an informed decision about what you choose to do in regard to this vaccine. Because going forward, it's going to be interesting to see. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, we got a, we got an interview today? Yeah, we got an interview today. Um, I was going to say one more thing. You know okay. I got to talk about Kanye right quick. Oh, shoot. I forgot about... I'm, I'm sorry. It, no, you're fine. I mean, that's the thing. You thought that, and that's what we were going to do. But, you know, there's always room for Kanye. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, like, like Jell-O. Yeah, Jell-O. There's always room for Kanye. Um, In, in most recent weeks, uh, Kanye West did a album release which was interesting at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium Atlanta not only did he give the uh, listening party to thousands of people which was sold out by the way Yeah. Uh, shout out to the money making man he know how to make some money for real Um, not only did he do a release party there in Atlanta he camped out from what I understand, new sources I read said he has camped out at the arena and continued to record into a second Donda album. Um, y'all know he got that ranch in Wyoming. And he just and bounced. And he just bounced. He just... <laughs> that, but you know what? I respect... People can say what they want to say about Kanye West. But the man told you in, um, in his music... <clears throat> they say Tommy had a song on the B album called They Say. And he said, um, basically, I'm going to write. I'm going to do what I want to do. And some of his friends think he's crazy. And he's going to come out and write and do what he do. And he might check himself again in there, you know, wherever he goes, whenever he has his woes. Like, he he's not saying that he's nothing wrong with him. 
So people can continuously say all day something wrong with Kanye West, but it's also something very white with Kanye West. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants to do. Uh, regardless of how people feel about the woman he had kids with, he has a beautiful family, a beautiful legacy, and creativity at the end of the day. I, I just see it as being Kanye West can be mentally stressful. Mm. Being in the public eye can be mentally stressful. Being a star can be mentally stressful. Just as much as being a parent. Mm -hmm. Just a normal person is mentally stressful. So, like, imagine that kind of stress. Being the president. Like, yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, and... Not only did your friends quit you because you married this woman, you had friends, you see, you had kids with this woman, mm-hmm. you know, her family pressured you, then threw you on the TV show every right. chance they get because you were famous. Mm-hmm. The man ain't never had a, a chance to heal from his mother's death, which he probably feel like he had something to do with because of his celebrity. She went in there for a tummy tuck and didn't come out. You know, like. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's tough. It really is, but, you know, um, prayers up for Kanye, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I can't wait to hear the album. I know it's going to be fire. You know what I'm saying? And You know, I mean, all everybody's worried about is if uh, how many showers he took or is he going to ever take off that, that same <laughs> outfit? <laughs> like, yo, Kanye know what he's doing, man. He know y'all, what he's doing. Look, what the hustlers did. The be. hustlers, the hustlers, and the dudes, the, the the dudes to be on, the, to be out all night making money. Yeah. We ain't gonna say what they was doing all right, night making right, money, but the dudes right. to be out all night making money. Right. How many times a week they change clothes? Right, right, right. I mean, I mean, even and they after they had a mission, even at the forefront of their mind. Right. Even after a, a a whole straight four or five days of grinding. You take off your pants and you throw them in the corner and they stand up by themselves. Like, you know, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the grinders. Yo, just shout out to the grinders, man. Listen, our interview today is with Poe Mac and Cesar Comanche. And they are going to come on with us to talk about the new single, Stillborn, and the upcoming project, A yes. Promise Not to Sting. Let's hear it. On the Shack and Verb Show. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome to the Shack and Verb Show, Cesar Comanche and Poe Mac. How y'all doing today? Doing good. What's good? Yep. Man, everything is great. Everything is great. Uh, shoot, I guess uh, I'll start with uh, Poe. Like, uh, so how long have you been doing what you do? What is it that you do, Poe Mac? Um, I'm a uh, MC, uh, producer, engineer. I say promoter with hesitance because I really don't like putting on shows, but I just happen to be put in that position sometimes. I understand. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Cesar, what is it that you do and how long you've been doing that? Well, I've been, uh, shoot, a uh, professional musician since, uh, 2000 and, uh, started on that journey back in, like, 1990. Mm. So, uh, yeah, my, and I am a uh, MC by Fomatic. I'm an engineer also, um, um, a lecturer at universities, a guest lecturer, and um, 
yeah, like it's a man of many talents. Yeah. Where, <laughs> and and Poe, how long have you been doing your thing? Um, I've actually been at it since um, I say professionally since about 2005. Like I, I was doing stuff steadily until then. All right, that's what's up. So like. What brought you two guys together to do uh, the new project, A Promise Not to Sting? Um, well, and um, you want to hit the story, Oh, no, you start. Go ahead. Uh, um, well, see, my side of it is, um, you know, one day, because me and Cesar had been, um, we, had, we had toured together for a few years, and, and where that even came from is, is um, I, um, I actually kind of like piggybacked in on one of his tours mm-hmm. about uh, I believe it might be about 2015, yeah. and um, and so that's when we started really like building our own relationship. Like we had met before that, and he and, and I had brought him up for some shows in VA before that. Mm-hmm. But um, but back during um, I guess it was probably like right around the beginning of the pandemic, um, I had floated the idea out to uh Cesar but I was like hey man you know what do you think about maybe doing like a project together and, and to be honest with you like my initial idea was just kind of like I've been getting with some of these cats and just like you know producing their EPs and this and that mm-hmm. but 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 we uh actually got to like talking about you know constructing some songs together and rapping on joints together and really it just kind of like started and uh took off from there and we started knocking out songs so um, Literally at the same time as I was like working on a solo project, like me and got into like writing songs and just like a whole vibe took off. And then next to know, you know, we had an album done. Mm. That happens like that with some musical powerhouses such as yourselves. You know, like I enjoy both of you guys work thoroughly. Like I've been, <sighs> I've been listening uh, to you for a while, Pomek. Uh, shout out to Casey, Case. Um, your your yeah, your cohort, sir. your partner in crime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt. You know that's that's my that's my ace. And I've been listening. Like, to like, like, go ahead. Now I just wanted to add too. What was crazy about uh getting into this project with uh Cesar is that like now I was telling you like I really started doing stuff seriously like '05, but like I wrote my first rhyme back maybe like '96 and and did gigs and stuff. And like when I was first. The first, like, eight years I was into this stuff, like, I was listening to stuff from, like, the Justice League, like, mm-hmm. I mean, literally to the point to where, like, me and my homeboys were, like, you know, like, digging for, like, instrumentals that, like, these cats had already, like, wrapped on this and that. Right. So it's, it's, it's crazy. So it's crazy and surreal, actually, that coming around, like, you know, me, me, me and, and somebody that I was, like, you know, like, just listening to from afar before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a project together now and became really like good friends too. So like, you know, that's that's cool because that definitely helped the process because we 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 have a friendship bond that that we're able to like you know take things that we talk about and take them to the record. So you know that that really was crucial to uh, critical, I should say, to the uh, to the process. Indeed, like I was gonna say, I've been listening to Cesar since Wood Nichols. What was it? Wood Nichols, right? Yeah. Yep. That was the first album. Yeah. So what's your take on this, 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 I don't want to even sound like crazy, but masterpiece, like y'all bounce off each other so well on this project. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, 
is we get along in real life. I mm-hmm. think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, that exposes really how everyone involved actually feels about each other as people. Right. You know, the, it's weird because at the beginning of 2020, um, I was having a conversation with Wordsworth, and he was just randomly talking about, like, that I should actually do a record with another MC because he was working on a record with uh, another cat. And he said, man, it's like actually really fun mm-hmm. you know, to do. And it's like, you know, it's a way to 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 keep, keep the, the juices flowing and keep yourself, you know. Sharp. Uh, yeah, sharp. And also like making it to where you have different type of dynamics in the albums that you put out mm-hmm. and he asked if I ever did I was like nah I never did that and that's the crazy thing so a few months later that's when Pomac just came with what he just said the idea of like yo like you want to do a project and it was like he had you know neither of those people had any idea that you know that whole thing was brought to me by two cats that I'm like cool with like that and I was just like huh I was like well then something must be with this yeah so I was like yeah definitely down with down to do that and then it was like just curating the whole thing and making it a cohesive project it was a really smooth uh, like it just seemed like Tomac is like really somebody that's really easy to work with artistically and the songs all came out just immaculate and it was like he just really every little thing that he was approached with as far as to he just knocked it out of the park so I was yeah I just didn't expect and then when we got done with the record and we just listened to it I don't think either of us expected it to sound as good as it came out (laughs) oh man iron sharp is iron and I'm knowing you personally I know you're your own worst critic so you know for you to have such great things to say I know that y'all are very very proud of this effort yeah for sure for sure, yeah. It's you know, and I can't wait for people to get to actually hear the whole album because the, the first single, Stillborn, it, I mean, people are really giving it good reviews and it's getting it's some legs on the song and mm-hmm. like that is just kind of the intro to what's to come. Yeah, it's I don't know. It, it's something that it's it's a surreal for me. It's surreal the times I've listened to it to like you know like I said I really don't think either of us expected that but that's what happened go ahead Poe oh no I was just agreeing with him like because like like, when you hear the the cohesion like like, like it's just cohesive and 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 it's just a compliment what he's saying like it, it, it actually gives me the same feeling I would get when me and him would take these long, like just these long car rides to places, and, and just like sharing stories and how we get along in like on a ten to fifteen hour drive, mm. like that same that same cohesion exists when you listen to the album, and that's you know it's pretty cool. Well, where can we find this wonderful, wonderful project? 
uh, uh, promise not to stain. You can't find it nowhere. That's where you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't out yet. <laughs> Word. So, so let like, me know when we, it comes we out. <laughs> yeah, we haven't come out. There's no, like, release date for it yet, but um, we're hoping that it will be definitely, like, you know, later this year. Though, But we'll we'll be very vocal about it when the actual release date does come out. And, you know, we're still campaigning for it because we got a lot even in store that... Because we've been campaigning for this record, actually, since the beginning of the year and slowly revealing things over time and the build-up as far as the awareness of what's going on. So, like, yeah, it's going to be, you know... Uh, we still got stuff in the can that uh, is coming as far as the the promotion of the album. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, so, like, it's, you know, we're getting there, though. I'm so happy to have been able to talk to you guys about your uh, new endeavors, and we look forward to hearing the whole project, I promise not to sting, but you can find Stillborn. Um, the video is out on YouTube. I've seen it, so I've given a lot of views to it. Um, where can they find you guys individually? What social media platforms there can they find you guys individually? For me, they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you just, you just all you got to do is search at Cesar Comanche for me, and stuff will come up. Hey, could you spell that for our listeners? Okay. Okay, it is C-E-S-A-R-C-O-M-A-N-C-H-E. All right, how about you, Poe? Everything Poe Mac, P-O-E-M-A-C-K, PoeMac.com, at Poe Mac on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook page, P-O-E-M-A-C-K, um, like literally like or, or you can just straight up go to google type in po mac it will lead you the way it leads you to the way you need to go all right uh thank you so much for coming on the shack and verb show and right about this time we're about to hit you with an exclusive po mac says a comanche stillborn on the shack and verb show 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 show, show. Huh. Heart's really coming before the horse, you know? In time, in time, just, just chill. You'll get there. Saints are human. Try to peep the game, you better zoom in. Ain't a shoe in. When your whole recipe is lame, the results will come out the same, youngin'. Spit words, nothing less than fresh. Twenty years over beats to bang, yeah. And your show lacks quality. Better be a pro to dare follow me. Anthology. Need to ask for your friends to quit. Setting you up for the crash burn. Pathetic ashen and trash. Pick you out a nice urn. Huh. Put you up on the mantle. Another cat couldn't handle Thought they were made when they couldn't even carry a candle Jumped in a pit with animals A damn shame Learn how to crawl first Sad dying of thirst You need to Slow down Slow down Slow down Slow down Slow down Learn how to crawl first Wound can't be a hearse 
funny lovers thinking at mock speed I'm overly cautious when I'm hearing a lot speak Quotes for the adults, go lay with a tight sleep Youngin' can't handle critique and so he pop beat Running with some scandalous heathens that probably got beef And still let him use ya, that's not me Provides a peace of mind when he's squatted up riding deep Probably will not see how we got weak Surrounded by copies mimicking mediocrity Limited thinkers cause they scheming in their policies The seeds of the genesis are lost Not paying any dues and not remembering the cost your actions not resembling a ball You simple talking lame, just a stencil of them all Another blueprint that is visible with flaws Control, alt, delete, cut them digitally, all slow down Learn how to crawl first Sad, dying of thirst, you need to Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down Learn how to crawl first Wound can't be a hearse if you don't Slow down, slow down Slow down, slow down, slow down. Learn how to crawl first. Sad, dying of thirst, you need to slow down. And Caesar Comanche for coming through on the Shack and Verb show. Shouts out the Ninth Wonder, that beat is crazy. Guess it's about that time. Let me hit y'all in the head with one of them hot mixes on the Shack and Verb show. Let's get it. Let's go. It's your boy, the house party game, the game, the veteran DJ Sugar Shack. And I'm about to take y'all on the trip. Back in the day in Bronxdale, when Mario used to do the jams in Rosedale Park. Shout out to the first section, second section, third section, everybody in between. Chip. Chuck. Chuck. City.
racism.
I'm gonna kinda get into this first choice thing. That was one of my favorite disco groups back in the day. So I'm gonna be going back to back, you know what I mean? Shep Pettibone killed this joint. I can't tell y'all how much this was in rotation in WBLS, but it was crazy, crazy. Man, shout out to Grandma Bronzel from 1055, second floor. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to DJ KDM. That was his grandma. Shout out to Fred Waters. Shout out to my nephew, Joe Smizzy. Big Tito Guan. 
Let's get it. Let's get it. Before I even go any further, shout out to Lightning Lance. Shout out to my mentor, DJ Larry Love. My boy Andrew, aka MCA1. 
Switch it up!
I'm calling out all the old schoolers, all the pop lockers, all the election boogie people, all the rappers. Get your old books out. And if y'all can still spit off the head, we gonna keep it popping. Once again, it's your boy, the house party king, that gave the veteran DJ Sugar Shack. Let's get y'all rappers started. Yeah. Okay. We gonna start right here. One, two, one, two, three, let's go. Let's go. Let me 
Y'all tired yet?
lying here next to me. Your boy, the house party king, aka the veteran DJ Sugar Shack, flipping it back to back, old school style. This is dedication to the disco king, Mario, and the Chuck, Chuck City crew. I'ma let a little bit of singing pass, then we're gonna get back into a couple of breaks, and then we're gonna end it, you know what I mean? Shout out to the Pointer Sisters, man. Shout out to my boy Pop a lot.
that was crazy, yo. To be around all of that music as a child and to witness all the different DJs. Like most of the time, we didn't even have to pay for that, y'all. They would just come out to a park and just start jamming. And then people from rappers from the different neighborhoods that actually didn't have no beef in those neighborhoods, but most for the most part, DJs and rappers back then, the beef was very minimal. So just to come go to Soundview or go to Lafayette Projects or go to Monroe Projects or even Castle Hill. Oh, shout out to DJ Heavy from Castle Hill, the Sound Masters. You know what I'm saying? Remy Ma. You know what I mean? Shout out to Fat Joe on the other side, Tinton Avenue, Prospect and all that forest projects. Shout out to Elder Avenue, Whitlock Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Parkchester, Echo Park, Katona Park, the South Bronx, the East Bronx, the Southeast. <laughs> Man. Being a part of all that was just the most best thing in the world, man. You know what I mean? Uh. I gotta give a shout out to Cesar and Comanche. Um, once again, shout out to Ninth Wonder. Rest in peace to Jay Dilla. You know what I'm saying? I had one of his beats playing in the background during the interview. And shout out to my baby, man. Shout out to Verb, man. Sharita C. Williams. You know what I'm saying? It's just been a crazy ride. Like we literally had to just leave this the way it was and it wound up becoming an exclusive. Like, man, almost a two hour joint, you know what I mean? It was crazy though. Once again, it's your boy, DJ Sugar Shack, and we thank y'all for checking out the Shack and Verb show. Peace. Peace.